0: Hello JRPG fans Welcome back Like a Zing spell cast The JRPG report Is back I've uh, assembled the party Revived them all And uh, we are At least back for now um, took some time off to kind of evaluate where things were, get some things settled down with my life. I'll kind of give you a quick story as to the thinking behind things. Um, to, it's. I'll just be honest. I, I I got through Podbean for my hosting on the podcast. I I pay a, a, a annual fee in order to do this. I'm sure there are ways to get a podcast out there, but <laughs> this is the way I know how to do it. So. It was my understanding that I could just do one podcast uh, for my free. It was unlimited uh, in terms of how much I could do or not do. And I was uh, starting a new podcast with my brother and some friends. Um, completely separate genre. Uh, it, uh, for those who are really curious, you'll, you'll see this. It's about fantasy football for uh, NFL. It's American football uh, my other passion in life and something I love, uh, to do and to talk about. So it was a natural thing. I was under the impression I could only do one thing. So that seems to be incorrect. Um, you're going to see on, on your podcast feed that is going to be just from James Fisher productions. And if you subscribe, you'll be getting, uh, this podcast. And uh, in addition to, um, our weekly fantasy football one. So just feel free to ignore that. But I I'd appreciate if you, if you stay subscribed and, um, we'll try to do this at least once a month or as time warrants. I've, uh, I've got an open period on Wednesday mornings when, uh, the kiddo is in school and, uh, it seemed like just a perfect time to, to, to do a podcast. I, I really miss doing it and, I had some, had some people reach out to me saying that it was going to be missed, and that, you know, that kind of, I got to be honest, that that certainly tugged on my heartstrings a little bit, and and I'd made some good friends by doing the podcast, and I almost felt like I was kind of letting them down a little bit, um, and so I appreciate you guys. You know who you are, and um, you're you're as much a reason as anything is why I'm choosing to continue doing this, so hats off to you. Like I said, that being said, we are downstairs now in the uh, in the dungeons beneath the castle, so to speak. Um, I'm in my uh, JRPG mecca, my my safe space down here, surrounded by video games and memorabilia. Um, I've showed off some of those on the Facebook page from time to time, and uh, so seems like a pretty cool place to record a podcast. And uh, so. All that being said, thanks for, for bearing with me. Thanks for sticking around. And uh, we'll try to do this at least once a month, talk about stuff, um, go over some of the news, talk about what we're playing, and um, and go from there. Don't forget, the Facebook page is still active, JRPG, JRPG Report. So if you want to join over there. And uh, time to time, we talk about things when breaking news pops up or sharing pictures of our collections. That sort of thing. We'd love to have you as a part of the community. Uh, so that's, let's dive in. Uh, we'll go through the news, and then we'll talk about some of the things that we're uh, getting into nowadays. Uh, sorry about that. Forgot to put the phone on mute. And are are you guys like me? The only time the phone rings, it seems like if it's, it's, if it's not your mom or your wife, it's a telemarketer. <laughs> it's ridiculous anymore. Uh, so one of the first things I want to talk about This was, um, I believe this just broke the other day And we'll talk about the news and then we'll talk about what I believe that implies uh, We are getting, for sure now, the PlayStation 4 versions of Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 1 and 2 uh, It's coming out early 2019 XSEED Games and Marvelous Europe are going to be uh, releasing these in North America and Europe now in Japan these were called the Kai editions where I'm not surprised they dropped that. Um and they're literally just calling it the same thing. It's going to be in two separate editions, so they're getting their full money's worth out of these. Um and in some cases actually charging a little bit more. Uh, each one is going to be a full price forty nine ninety nine. So that's even more than the Vita versions. When those things came out, we are getting um, two separate physical launch editions, uh, the Relentless edition. <laughs> so, that's that's cool. So, here we get, for part one, you do get, of course, a physical copy. You get the 50 Mira replica collector's coin. And if you play the game, you know why 50 Mira is uh, significant. I won't ruin that for anybody who's not played it, but... Early on that game, you'll you'll see why that is a a pretty cool thing. Musical section CD contains 21 full-length tracks. You get the steelbook case with artwork and a separate outer packaging design. It's I like it a lot more for part one than I do two because you also get the steelbook with part two. You get the game. You get the Ouroboros emblem pin, and uh, this musical section CD has 23 fully tracks, so they did this with uh, the PS3 version, um, what was that, like the Lion, Lion's Edition, or Lion Guard, something like that, uh, for PS3, and I got it, and it was pretty cool, it had a big old nice case to it, no steel book, but... So these PS4 versions, they are the enhancements of the PC version. You got 5,000 plus additional voice acted English lines. If, if you recall, my um, I played part one on PS3 and then played part two on Vita, which I was definitely happy I did that from a play, um, being able to play on the go any time standpoint. But I did notice a distinct of voice acting on the Vita, which, not surprising, going from a DVD, you know, Blu-ray, to a cartridge that's about the size of your thumbnail. Again, not surprised. So we are getting 5,000 plus additional voice English acted lines. That's pretty cool. You can have the option of either English or Japanese voiceovers for the first time in the history of the series. And the PC versions also receive the Japanese voiceovers via free update so that's cool and yeah i'll be picking these things up if you guys take a look at the uh, launch trailer it looks awesome now it doesn't look quite as good as uh trails 3 does but how could it right it's a completely new engine this is just a remaster uh it looks great. I, I am definitely excited. Um, I tried to go back and play through it a little bit on Vita. And I think this may be a perfect way just to play through them both again. Beautifully on my PS4. And uh, get back into it that way. And of course what this pretty much all but guarantees is... As we know, 3 is out in Japan. 4 is just about to come out in Japan, very soon. I, I forget the exact date on it, and I don't want to bother you with searching for it right now, but we still don't have a western release date for part 3. You don't you don't make this move of actually releasing these things in early 2019 if part 3 isn't coming. I fully expected a announcement at TGS. We didn't get that. We kind of got this instead. So, I don't know when they are going to announce that. Maybe once these things go live and they're out, they're like, oh yeah. So, hurry up. You got six months to play through these two. It's coming out in summer. And part four will be following in six months to a year. There's no reason why they don't, they don't do this unless part three is coming. Because... Completely unlike Dragon Quest Final Fantasy, uh, just about every other game, you have to play these in order. You would be doing yourself the worst disservice to not play these in order. You'll have no idea what is going on. These are connected games. They are taking, in the case of 1 and 2, it picks up directly, you know, minutes later. So you got to play them in order, and I couldn't recommend them any more highly. So you got no excuse not to pick these things up. I, I I scoff a little bit at the price, and I wish it was on now. If especially if they throw them on the same disc, that'd be great. But it's a little pricey, but I understand it. They're, they're marketing, you know, to, to potential new players and you just got to bite the bullet. Right. Okay. So that was the first bit of news. I was very excited about that. Um, don't care about this, but I thought there might be, <laughs> there might be some people who play this one. Um, we're getting the residents of fate 4k, um, HD edition. Uh, it was, uh just recently announced this was a PS three game that didn't really catch on, had a very was known for being difficult, had the gunplay. I own this game. I've not played it. Don't really plan to. But those of you who liked it want to play it again. It's coming out for PS4 and PC via Steam worldwide in just about two weeks. On October eighteenth, uh US you get it for thirty five uh, 37 or 35 euros as well, and uh, in case you're wondering, that is 3700 yen. Like I said, they're not really something on my radar, but quick note, just thought you'd like to do that. Another quick note I'm not going to list these people individually, but we did, um, TGS had a new uh, trailer for Kingdom Hearts 3, showed off more Toy Story and I believe Frozen gameplay. And uh, Kingdom Hearts is officially um, in my do not view folder, as I do with most games. I see it initially announced. I see a little bit. It's a it's an instant buy for me. I want to keep it as fresh as possible. I do this with all games. Uh, once I know I'm going to get it, I don't want to see anything more on it. So this is another one I've not seen those, um, not seen that trailer. Don't plan to but rest assured that this game is getting the voice talent. Um, many, many people have signed on. Uh, so as far as like the Disney stuff. So just for example, we are getting Kristen Bell from frozen for Anna. We are getting, um, Josh Gad. Um, they are all reprising their roles. Um, Let's see, Flynn Ryder from Tangled is there? Uh, John Ratzenberger from a Toy Story, uh, Tate Donovan for Hercules. So a lot of people are reprising their roles. I mean, I don't think we're getting like Johnny Depp from Pirates or anything like that. But um, a lot of a lot of players have signed on. It's going to be a huge voice talent, and. Most importantly, we are getting Haley Joel Osment back as Sora. I assume that, because, I mean, let's be fair. What's Haley doing these days? Um, <laughs> the guy needs some work. Um, incredibly talented child actor. You know, younger, but hasn't seen as many roles as he's grown older. Of course, this one is coming out on January 29th, PS4, Xbox One. They have dubbed it the most star-studded game of the franchise yet. Not surprise there. Uh, story number four. We are getting the Atelier Arlen series deluxe pack. PS4, Switch, and PC digitally. December 4th. So, what that means is we are getting all three titles in the Arlen trilogy. Rorona, Totori, and Meru. Um, and you get all their DLC included with them. Um, you can get them individually. Or there is a uh, a bundle to get all three. So, uh, yet again, more re-releases for them. But I did enjoy that uh, sub-series. The battle system has changed a little bit since then. It's a little more fluid. But in case you missed those games, I don't have a price for those yet that's something you may want to check out. Uh, speaking of remasters, we know how hot that is right now. And uh, not to be remiss, we are getting the last remnant remastered. If you recall, that was a uh, 360 exclusive. Um, as a side note, I had a 360 for about a year. And could not find that game to pick it up. I didn't miss like, Blue Dragon as well. I was really bummed on those ones. So, this one is coming out digitally on... Uh, December 6th. It looks really good. Uh, they did a very good job remastering this one. Cleaned up a lot of the uh, jaggies and blurs and stuff to make them nice and crisp. So this is one of those games like I'm not getting it now. There's no, there's no point in getting it now. I got too much on my plate. But perfect title in a year from now when it goes on sale. Might be one to pick up. But if you enjoyed that one or you missed it like I did. Put it on your radar. I had lots of good I heard lots of good things about it from my, uh, my friends who played it on uh, 360. So next story, we are getting um some news from the uh, Persona Q2, uh new cinema labyrinth. Some of the confirmed characters for it. We've got um Kinamata, you could Ryuji. Elizabeth is in it, uh, Theodore. There you go, Teddy. Uh, Akihigo. Chie. Futuba. Shinjiro. Nato. Morgana. And Junpei. Also in there. This one is due out on November ninth in Japan. No Western release as of yet. But I believe the first queue on uh, 3DS did pretty well. And uh, this one will probably be... And our way it's another title that I own and have not played yet. Too many, too many, and and, and too many portable now. It's it's hard to go back to three DS at this point. It just when I've got the switch and it looks at least, you know, up to standard, it's hard to go back to three DS. I'll be honest. I don't know if this one will be one that I do or not. Um so sticking with remasters, let's just talk about some more. <laughs> um we got uh, confirmation of a definitive edition for Tales of Vesperia and a release date of january 11th 2019 PS4 xbox one switch and pc so these uh, definitive editions oh no lost it. here we go um oh wow what a what a tells of Vesperia definitive edition and version bundle for the Americas, and the premium edition is the one that Europe and Southeast Asia will get. So, on our anniversary bundle over here in the Americas, you get the game, the metal case, memorial art book, you get three acrylic character keychains, Yuri, Patty, and Flynn, and the exclusive diorama display case stage. I'm pretty sure you can only order this through the Bandai Namco uh, America Online store, I have not seen it anywhere else, um, so you'll need to do that. You're not going to be able to go to Amazon or GameStop. Need this on the on their website, uh, and I believe that is ninety nine ninety nine. If I'm not mistaken, huh. I don't have a price on it right here, but yeah, I I I'm pretty sure I saw that it was a hundred bucks. So here is the premium edition for. Uh, PS4, Xbox One, and Switches, Europe, and Southeast Asia. Look like it's going for €70 Euros on PS4 and Xbox One, for some reason €80 Euros on the Switch. It's just what it has listed here that may change. You get the copy of the game, the Premium Edition box. It's what's called a metal case, a repeat-a? R-E-P-E-D-E metal case. Four CD soundtrack, memorial art book, collectible card set, uh pin badge set, and Chibi Chara sticker set. You can pre-order those now. And, uh, note, in Southeast Asia, the Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition Premium Edition will only be available on PS4. Like I said, you can pre-order those through the online store. I'm definitely looking forward to this game. Like we talked about, maybe before, I did not get to play it originally on Xbox. So, looking forward to it, and I think, I think I'm going to get on the Switch. Ah, da da I love my Switch, and it, uh, it has been very useful for when you've got little ones, and they want to hog your television watching kids' YouTube, or when they're doing whatever they want to do, watching Disney, watching PBS, kids. I can just pull out the Switch and play on it. Lots of fun. Ah, More remasters. And this is the last one, and I'll be done talking about remasters. Switch owners rejoice. Final Fantasy is coming back to Nintendo. Sort of. Uh, we saw announced uh, remaking of Final Fantasy Seven. 5C9, 10, and 10.2 HD Remaster, as well as 12 The Zodiac Age. So, and also come to Xbox One. Xbox One and Switch, 2019. All those titles are available already, of course, on PS4. And, uh, but now Switch and Xbox One owners can enjoy them as well for the upteenth millionth 1000000 time Um, if he, I mean, 7 and 9 didn't change any. They got a little bit of a polish to them. They're the same games, essentially. The 10 and ten two remaster, as well as Zodiac Age, are the perfect versions of those games. It's exactly as you remember, just looks better. And Zodiac is better. It is a better game, as well as looking much better. So, if you missed out on those or want to play them again, now you can, at your leisure, on your Switch. So it's been a while since we last chatted, and a lot has happened in these months uh, leading up to uh, the return of the show. And again, I do thank you guys so much for for coming back and hopefully enjoying it once again. It's been a lot of fun getting behind the mic and and talking with you guys about about the JRPGs that we love so much. Uh, TGS was a blur. I really didn't get to see too much of it, and... When I scoured online for news about stuff, well, I just, you just you just heard pretty much everything that caught my eye and uh, was announced. Nothing, nothing too big. Um, we didn't get any updates on on FF Seven remake or uh, anything along those lines. And I mean, it's going to be a while for for big stuff comes out. I'm sure there was Trails of Cold Steel Four stuff, but. Certainly don't want to say nothing about that until after I'm done with three spoilers everywhere. So since then, um, I have played a few games. Uh, <laughs> I need to go back and check my last log. I put so much time into the Chronicles Two. It's not funny. I think I finally had to just stop is, is kind of like cigarettes. You know, sometimes you just gotta go cold Turkey and quit. It's a bad habit. You got you got to stop sometime. Um, I I I thought it was at like one hundred sixty five hours, something like that. I may be completely wrong. And of course, I've got torna now, and it's it's a different game. Um, they changed a few little things with the battle system. Um, I I've not played it enough to know if I like it better per se. Or not. Um, It's definitely interesting seeing this story. um, Set 500 years before the events. And you know. We saw a lot of these characters in flashbacks. We learned about it. And uh, I've only got about. Two to three hours into it. So really not fair to make much of an assessment of it. The battle system features a switch. Uh character option. So, um, at any point in time, your, uh, partner can jump right in there. Um, so you're, you're not controlling the blade instead of the driver. It's, it's pretty cool. And it, when they switch, it's a switch attack. So it's, it's, it's advantageous to do that. Um, especially if you run a little bit low on health. Um it it changes things quite a bit. There's uh there's still still the traditional party, still the enemies, everything's kinda the same, but it adds a different dynamic to it for sure. And uh pretty cool pretty cool to see. But I'll reserve my true opinions until I can get a little bit further into the game and see exactly what it is. I'm not sure how long it is. They they said it was going to be different, and it's just a little bit. It's kind of their their newest build on it, and it may look just a touch better. It's kind of hard to say. Switch is so weird. You want to you want to be impressed by it, and then it, it throws some some yuck at you, and you're like, oh yeah, this is still a switch. <laughs> but I still love it. It's such a great little system. It truly is. Um, they are. If you're into Xenoblade they did have some some interviews with the producers, and they're like, "Well, we 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 might go back and do another, you know, X type of game, Xenoblade Blade Chronicles X next. Not not a sequel or anything, but more the um, open world exploration." Uh. Monster Hunter-esque type of game. Focusing more on the world and the exploring. Whereas Chronicles 1 and 2 focus more on the characters and story. Still had the, the battle system to boot. But I think if anything we may see another X2. Rather than Xenoblade Chronicles 3 next. If if that makes any sense. And we can only hope it will be on the Switch. That they won't make us wait another (laughs) uh, generation for another game. But that is certainly... So I finally wrapped that up. That game's done. I needed a break, obviously. After putting that much time into a JRPG. You kind of get a mental break. And I knew Dragon Quest was coming. Uh, So I I picked up and I finally played uh, God of War on PS4. And we don't talk about non-JRPGs a lot on here. But we... I mean, we all play them. We all enjoy them. That is a game, if you're a PS4 owner, you must play. Uh, If you're of age and there's no kids around, be warned, God of War is brutal. Uh, They don't have the adult situations as much because this is a father-son tale. So, don't expect some of the things that have been in previous God of War games. (laughs) They're not there. Um. He does, uh, at one point, they they found some old wine from, uh, from Greece, and uh, he offers, (laughs) he offers his son a drink, and he's like, no, and then Kratos just downs the whole thing, he's like, ah, and you know, typical, you know, alcohol breath, the kid's like, "Ugh, yuck, so that, that was the one kind of minor flashback of the old Kratos, it is a must play loved every minute of that game uh and i beat it literally just in time for dragon quest 11 to show up at my doorstep and man it is not disappointed one bit um 40 hours into it give or take i've got the full party we're we're collecting uh collecting i just got the magic key so i'm uh, about to go back and unlock all the doors i've not been able to up to this point it is the game i've waited since dragon quest 8 4 it's everything i could want i have no complaints other than us Savandra. <laughs> man he's i understand why they put a character in the game you know like him That's games need characters like that. I understand, but he's annoying. This could be he's he has redeemable qualities, but I guess he's just so over the top. It's a little off putting, and it takes away from uh, the more interesting characters. They've all got backstories that they're starting. They dive into from time to time, and I want to learn a lot more about them as we go. Excuse me, but. Everything else is good. The battle system is so perfected over time. They've not changed it. You can free roam in this one and move around the battle system. But even if you go around the enemy, it's not going to make an advantage. It has no bearing on strategy. It's just allow you to walk around the battlefield. So I'm not, I'm not exactly why they put that in there. But it doesn't detract from it. And I just I play it traditionally. So... The, the world is gorgeous. You can explore to your heart's content. There's. It's so full of. Things it takes a little getting used to. Because you're not used to that in Dragon Quest. You know you've you've really got to look for. Treasure chests. They're not completely. In obvious. I mean if there's a little. Side path or. Or nook. You'll probably find something there. But they're not as plentiful in the um, open world as before, or if they are, I'm not finding them, (laughs) Um, which is a good thing. There's, there's the collectibles to get for your, you know, quote unquote, alchemy pot. They, they call it the, uh, the fun time, fun sized forge now. And you, you, you're like a little, get your little hammer and start pounding the, pound the metals to forge them into items and it makes them a little mini gain of It's, it's like the alchemy pot. It's just a little bit harder. You're not just throwing items in there and hoping for the best, but you've got to in, improve all your equipment that way, actually. So that's, that's a cool new feature. The camps are really nice. It makes that uh world. Not quite so dangerous. There's even some camps that are in the middle of dungeons so that's a nice feature. Um, with the ability to save. They they that is the probably the biggest welcome feature is you've got these statues of angels, and when you see one, you're able to save your game. And like the last dungeon that I went through, it was it was fairly lengthy, not too long. And there is autosave in the game. But you definitely want to save it. You a, who knows when that auto save is going to kick in. right? You want to make sure you save. Like And this angel in particular healed my party. So you just find those from time to time. Take advantage of them. Because the boss fight thereafter was pretty tough. Um, if it weren't for three of my four members being able to heal themselves. I don't think I would have survived. Um, I've not needed to have... Too many grinding sessions. But at the same time, I usually fight everybody that I see. All the enemies are on screen. And uh, you can attack them beforehand to uh, give yourself a little bit of advantage. Take a little bit off their life. Um, At least that's what it appears to be. It's hard to know for certain uh, what's going on. But the enemies, man. the, The biggest, most impressive part is seeing these enemies if you're like myself and you play the old ones where they were (laughs) 8 to 16 pixels on the screen, non-animated, you know, when you attack them, they flashed, or, you know, sometimes they would even change for the bosses and stuff. They've added enemies, but at the same time, every old enemy is in this game. But now you're seeing, like, what uh, Toriyama envision them to be all these years 30 years ago you you saw what was in his mind when he drew that on paper and what it would look like animated and what it would look like walking around the around the world they they don't just sit there, some of them do sit there like they should you know, like it, or it's perched on a ledge, you find monsters sleeping especially like at night and they may be sleeping under a under a tree and some high grass, and you don't even see them, you just walk upon them and you're entered into battle. I can't tell you how how cool stuff like this that 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 designers think of and just make things a little more natural and a little bit more fun, but yeah they're they're bouncing around if they're low level they'll run from you if it's a high level one, they will seek you out for sure and attack but um. And then I found some uh, <laughs> uh, some big ogres running around this island. And when you got close to them, you could hear them like, boom, boom. Like, walking on the ground. It's almost like you could feel it. You knew they were there before. if You didn't have to even see them. So, it's a game I could not recommend more if you are a fan of turn-based Japanese role-playing games. The story is really cool so far. It's still... Fodder. It's it. It is what it is. Dragon Quest is not going to change. With it's not Final Fantasy. It's not these other games that that change all the time. It is what it is. They know their audience. They know what people want. They're not going to change. They just take their formula and they've they've really perfected it. Um, I don't love the jumping around. But I'm not a fan of jumping Like it kind of irked me in Xenoblade too. Like you put a jumping mechanic Into a game And you just you ask for some poor uh, Levels Sometime where you, you have to Make a jump to do this You climb up ledges You climb the ropes That's all That's all fine and dandy because those are pre-scripted moments But anything I've got to jump to can Sometimes it's a little wonky um, we we don't do those mechanics so good sometimes. Well, other than that, if that's my only complaint, um, I can live with that. Game Informer gave it an 8.25. And they said, well, maybe sometime, maybe Dragon Quest needs to take some risks. You, they better not, okay? They know their fan base. They know what the people want. They know what Japanese games want gamers want more than anything because let's be fair the game is made for Japanese players they're the ones who go crazy over it we're a side note Uh, they've even gone so far as to say if this game doesn't sell well in the West we may not see future installments which I think is just a load I think when pressed any producer is going to say that because why make a game why go to all the trouble? Because there's a ton of voice acting in this game. Why go to that trouble if it's not going to sell? And that's and that's fine. I understand that. At the same time, you know, Square Enix produces so much shovelware <laughs> that nobody wants. It's kind of like, hey, why don't you not make this garbage game and just make sure that I still get my Dragon Quest mainline series, right? Uh which, I mean, like I said, I'm fine with Builders. I'm fine with Heroes. Those are cool games. But, that's not stray from not bringing the main line here for whatever reason. Uh, so, that being said, go out there and pick this game up. If you have any reservations, if you're a JRPG fan, you got to pick this one up. We've got to support these games when they come over here. Or, we could see a day where at the very least it's digital only and that that hurts my heart for, as a collector but yeah there could come a day where we don't see stuff like this and that would be that would be truly sad so i'm enjoying it as much as i ever thought i could be enjoying it i'm like a a little 12 uh, year old again exploring the world that i love so much and um uh, I hope you guys are too so let me know how you're feeling how you're enjoying this one or anything else you're playing head over to the Facebook page let me know what you're thinking and uh, how how we did with this one if you're excited or not that the podcast is back um, I missed a story and it was uh, just a little blurb and it caught my eye and I don't don't know how I forgot it got mixed up in my notes so one last story Gung Ho Online Entertainment has said that coming this winter to the Switch, we're getting HD remaster of Grandia 1 and 2. How cool is that, guys? Those games were great. And to be able to play it on the Switch, very, very cool news, (laughs) except, uh... It actually said that the collections only come out in North America and Europe and not in Japan. That's just weird. Um, I'm not going to bore you guys with all the uh, enhancements. This says enhanced details to user, user interface sprites and texture art, original cinematic videos receiving visual enhancements, widescreen support, and customized resolutions for the PC. Uh, Japanese audio and English subtitles. You get uh, English or Japanese language. Um, very uh, game padding keyboard support with remappable controls. That was all for uh, Grandia 1. Um, and they are using the uh, PS1 and Sega Saturn source code to remaster this one. Grandia 2 they went with the Dreamcast source code. I'm not surprised because the uh, PS2 one wasn't that great, and uh, yeah. So th- I thought that was excellent news, and I will definitely pick that one up if the price is right. All right, guys, this is going to do it. this is episode forty-five. By the way, my name is James Fisher. You can find this podcast and my other fancy football ones on James Fisher Productions dot Don't forget to head over to the Facebook page, leave us a note, leave us a like, let us you know how you're doing. If you like what we're doing, want to support us, hit that Patreon button. I sure would appreciate it and uh, make these things a lot more uh, feasible. Don't forget, this does cost me every year to do. Um, it's about $90 to join Podbean and produce Unlimited for the year. It's it's a labor of love that I enjoy, so I don't mind forking that out. But if somebody wants to help me out and make it more possible, I'm certainly not going to tell you no, and I would appreciate it very much. And I'll, if you do that, I will certainly. Uh, give you a shout out on the show if you want. Let you know that you are appreciated. So that'll do it for this one. We'll catch you guys. Uh, hopefully, less than that, but maybe about a month from now. And I uh, hope you guys give a listen then too. James Fisher signing off for the JRPG report. Guys, don't forget. Get back out there and level up.